Hello and welcome back to the Venturing Aki podcast. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. In this podcast, we're going to dive into investigating what exactly is the term company culture. And helping me navigate this topic today is a relative of mine, Pratik Kulkarni. He's technically my uncle as per the family tree, but due to the fact that we have grown up together and due to the relatively narrow age gap between us, I have grown up calling him as my elder brother or bhaiya as they say in Hindi. So Pratik bhaiya has graduated as an engineer. He then worked with TCS or Tata Consulting Services. A little side note, Tata Consulting Services is a massive company and Tata's are a globally recognized brand. Following this experience in TCS, he completed his masters in the US and post his masters he started working in the US itself. Due to this diversified experience of working in different companies both in India as well as in the US along with having done his education in India as well as in the US he has unique perspective into both these worlds as a result of this he has a view of cultures in both these geographies this is why i decided to sit down with him and discuss how companies and organizations at large have company cultures and how does one build a resilient company culture as companies become more globalized and our world becomes more smaller and connected and on that note let's dive right into the podcast and i'll invite you to give an introduction for yourself sure man uh, thanks akshay honestly for hosting me and having this podcast as well that we are trying to create a uh, little background about myself pretty average as growing up as a kid average grades and all of that uh did my engineering worked for a few years uh the, then a change happened is when i sought out for higher education i went to the united states for a few years uh got my masters worked there as an in director of information systems for a company so g- gained a bandwidth of experience and this time around now that i have moved back to india started my own company for management consulting and looking to help upcoming businesses grow and unleash their full potential that's how i would like to introduce myself correct and uh, what what masters did you do in the us i did my masters in management information systems from university of illinois at chicago all right so information systems information right systems. and what does that revolve around in a company specifically like information systems and all sure so information systems has two sides to it people only look at it as it but actually it's everything where information comes from including e- emails including documentation including a data exchange uh, communication and all of that so information systems uh, and its setup has three components that's what i believe in which is people process and technology so all of these three pillars of information systems together hold a company and help them grow understood all right so uh, what is your work experience so before i uh, sort of give viewers and and the ones who are listening uh, uh, the idea behind the topic of our selection today okay uh just a quick brief on your work experience where have you worked and under what capacity and a little bit of that sure so i'll start my, from my first job which was uh, tcs tata consulting services uh i worked for there about two and a half almost three years uh gained experience into an financial consolidation tool called as hyperion it's acquired by oracle right now and they have a bunch of tools to report your figures analyze your financial data especially for bigger companies who have a global presence that tool uh, became a very powerful way to track your expenses make changes on a global level and stuff like Correct. that so a lot of my experience for the first two years was there then i switched to a smaller company worked in a bigger capacity as a consultant so i was handling a client by myself taking their requests modifying them implementing them in the system based on whatever changes are in the tax system or the financial system or the accounting system whatever moving forward then i decided to go for my masters realize that there is a knowledge gap so to say in my skill set based on what kind of dreams or goals i wanted to achieve so for that i sought out a path to do my masters in management information systems uh, from U- university of illinois at chicago i did my masters there graduated uh, had a job in hand before graduating that's the last company i worked for csi 
it's a construction company based out of chicago and they were looking for an information systems manager to help clean up their systems align them organize them and stuff like that i started there but i built very good relationships with the owner the owner allowed me to really uh, help him so to say to develop his information system structure data make sure that the information is there make sure the processes are working so from there the whole journey changed and i started really working less as an employee but more as somebody uh, as a partner who would really put add value to the company and want to grow it further so we have had multiple conversations and the best thing about that is i got access to an actual ceo's mindset so i gained a lot of experience from his journey of how he started his own company from a basement and how he grew it to now it's a 30 million dollar annual revenue company now that's what was the name of the company csi 3000 csi 3000, 3000. okay cool i think i'll i'll check out if you go to my linkedin it'll you'll see in my experiences uh, from there you should be able to find csi 3000 understood all right so for the viewers and for those who are listening uh, you know we're going to be talking about company culture you know i have also now had a cumulative two year work experience and in one company under two different capacities and for another company in a completely different capacity but because having seen two global companies you know in completely two different roles and certain problems within certain companies versus certain advantages and the way both global companies are operating in in the same Uh, environment or you know in the same country uh, i was able to see a lot of dichotomy between the two in terms of certain areas and uh, that's where you know the the idea of company culture sort of came to my mind you know we should definitely discuss this and i think you bring brought this up and with your experience also having worked abroad i think we'll get multiple perspectives from sure. multiple companies and multiple work experiences also you know my father was also in the army and the reason i bring that up right now is that is also an organization with its own working culture correct and i'm going to try and see a relationship or you know certain analogies which can be applied uh, from one organization to the other irrespective of the kind of work they perform right uh, so with that said you know what can you tell us about what a company culture is i think we'll start from the basics sure. for those who do not know and then we can go ahead from there sure and let me start by saying this that whatever i say beyond this is not something i have innovated there are people who have done it before so i'm going to co- keep quoting them as well so what i am going to share about company culture is it all started with netflix that's when the culture deck so to say was for the first time introduced to a company and everybody started following it now what that means is it's not about sops it's not standing operating procedures it's not uh, your reporting documents nothing it's just a way on how everybody should treat everybody in the company that's what a culture deck is all about netflix introduced this and because of that what we have seen it become from a i think it was a dvd renting company to what it is today like one of the biggest market in the digital uh, media digital rights media understood so you're saying that company culture is about how everybody treats each other, each other. right and uh, what is your experience been so far in the company culture of itc versus the company culture over there in csi 300 csi 3000 3000 sorry sure so tcs the company culture was corporate so to say right it's a very defined structure very hierarchical you perform you have annual reviews you have set kpi so to say that if you perform on those levels you will get set promotions and you have a very chartered path for you as much as you want to grow at your pace you will still going to have to go through that cycle so that's what i've seen in a corporate culture right but within the corporate space like was it like a very enabling environment how were people treating each other and how did they sort of tackle diversity and all that in the workplace workplace and tata by the way is known for its ethics and values and all of yes. that stuff and it's a it's a global company it's massive so what do you yes. think about that very true so i'll agree to all of that you, what you have said it's known as a global fair company a diverse company so we had bunch of teams all uh, disparate but even then how what TCS had done is figure out a way to how to bring all of that together. As in, 
enable more communication easier communication via building some in-house tools so what they were after is really making sure that the employee who is working is well taken care of not just in terms of paying the person but also access to good gyms access to healthy food and all of that so tcs overall has a for the employee culture as well which is a very unique thing a lot of companies practice it to some capacity for sure some capacity for sure so that's what i have so to say so do you think that hiring of the right individual affects the company culture 100% right and and do you also think that let's say even if a particular individual has been hired uh, who is it also the structures within the company that might actually help with the company culture even if the people are not of the same uh, stature maybe so let me understand this correctly so hiring for character over a skill set for sure i am a very for that for that ideology but are you asking if the structure in place even without the character can enable a company's growth so what i want to say is let's say you hired somebody for skill set he may or may not you know have the right values you know or maybe he would have certain biases against certain races of right. people within the company right so uh, can company structures affect that in in a positive way do you think and if so then what kind of structures do companies have for maintaining a good company culture i think those two things are not correlated see a company's structure or hierarchy so to say is set up specifically to ensure clear chain of command during any kind of operations you want to have a clear chain of command decision making so that everybody knows their roles and it information flows smoothly company culture is all about when that data flow and that information flow is happening how should the people manage that uh environment of working together working as a team to problem solve bring out best solutions and things like that that's where the company culture matters the most not in terms of structure but more in terms of enabling positive growth right so what i want to uh, sort of compare contrast maybe maybe you know not, not compare contrast like okay. so what i was essentially trying to say is you know what is it that companies can do to ensure a good Uh, company, company culture. culture that's a very good question so see managers might change right Correct. and different people bring their own different values and experiences and as a result of that their outlooks are very different but then how do you maintain on a on a universal level what are the let's say sops in place or what are the practices by which right. you know companies sort of help maintain that company culture that is unique to them so i'll start by saying that it's important to have a very strong human resource component in the company and hr drives all of these things hiring for character versus skill set there's a process that uh, we use at csi we went through a chain of meetings to come up with a proper evaluated job description when we wanted to hire somebody that involved who we are hiring what are we looking for in terms of skill set what are we looking for in terms of character what are we looking for in terms of knowledge what are their required skills versus what are their preferred skills so we were trying to identify the constraints that affected our company but we always have preferred to hire for character because skill set can be taught character it's really difficult to teach character to a to a person right so i can hire a person who is maybe not 100% up to the skill set level i require even if is 80% i would go for that and then teach the 20% but if that is a great character f- fit only then if it's not a great character fit even if the skill sets are 120% i have no use because that individual's presence more likely than not is going to affect the productivity and if efficiency efficiency of the team he or she is going to be in right and you know uh, i had a very interesting interaction with one of tata's general managers i forgotten who he was because this was in university there was an ad hoc uh, i came to know that there's a seminar that is uh, being organized in one of our uh, university halls and there's somebody from tata who is coming and since i was not doing pretty much that day i decided to you know just go in and sit in with with the seminar just to see 
uh, what it's like and this guy from tata who was explaining about the current trends and all of that and how things are changing in the industry so in the end i actually so i got in, engrossed into that com, uh, sort of uh, uh, whatever he had to say and when we while we were reaching the end there was a question answer session and this was also the time when i was reaching the end of my university so i was looking for certain job obviously you are in that phase that you are considering where to go and all of that stuff excuse me and what ended up happening is that i decided to take that opportunity to ask him a question so i got the mic and i asked him you know what is it that since i'm going to be going into the job market pretty soon in terms of skill set or any area where i should be focusing on these last 6 months so that i can get hired maybe in a company like tata and all of that so the idea was to extract information on what is it that they are looking for so that i can work on that and probably get there and you know he took the mic and he said you know this is a very good question and then he said something about tatas which really you see most hi- most companies they will hire you based on skill set or that you can do a job which is which is what they do in tata as well right but one thing that we specifically look for is integrity and character and part of our hiring has always been revolved around that and he said you'd be surprised how many people do not evaluate uh, you know while they're preparing for a job just may make cvs and go in there and all of that stuff but how many people you know don't focus or especially big companies that va- that have lasted generations they value that right so a lot of these german companies who value uh, their strategies are always around retaining people for example in american companies most of their strategies are profitability of course profitability goes across all sectors and companies if you're not profitable you will not be able to do anything but those companies like the distinction is different cultures different places they value different things and like a lot of the german companies which have lasted decades they value character integrity keeping their uh, people so i really caught on to that you know so so you need to focus apart from skill set and staying current with the current trends but you should always try to build character as well right but uh, coming to another question you know what do you if have you worked in the corporate space within the us maybe for a brief period of time or no yeah as a part time of right so i just want to draw a comparison between the corporate culture in india versus the corporate culture in the us so corporate culture in us is more focused on profitability for sure but they also have a balance with company culture they value every employee's i want to say life personal life so uh, work life balance so all of their tasks all of their schedules and all of that are created accordingly that will allow them to have a good work life balance here in india what i've seen is though there's a 45 hour work week cap so to say most people end up working lot longer than that and there if you if your manager sees you doing that in the us if your manager sees you going beyond so 40 hours a week is uh, sort of what's agreed upon if your manager sees you going 50 hours for con- two weeks back to back he will actually or she will actually bring you close like ask you like hey man what's going on why do you have so much work it should be evenly divided why do you have so much work so they'll actually talk to you about it and if it's something that you're just putting an extra hours for learning some skill set whatever it is it's fine as long but they will be concerned about it here even if you are working 80 hours week managers will care but you'll still be expected to keep doing it because that's the job description right just pause for a minute so i'll edit this part out but the siri was doing its own thing right there but you're so interesting that you brought up about work life balance and how they they value it much more in the west and i think this is where i'm going to draw compare a lot of indian companies this is i think one area where they are failing miserably correct right and what i have seen even global brands uh, within india uh, there are two different systems within the same global brand so Uh, uh, let's say you know i'm 
ABC company, which is global, uh, the ABC company's working culture in the US, uh, vis-a-vis their culture in India, there will be a starking difference. And Fair if, enough. but in those companies where the teams are mixed, where you have a certain element of people who are directly involved from the US uh, in India, those teams will still have the same culture more or less because that influence of those two intersects. But verticals that are of those global companies which are completely run by by Indian people, for some reason there is always that you know that there is something amiss with with that culture. You know, you'll uh, now I understand that companies do pay for overtime these days. A lot of those companies, but I was working in a company. I'm not going to name uh, which company. But there were times that you know I have stayed in the company like 36 hours straight. And I haven't been paid for the extra hours. When I say straight, I mean I have slept there, gotten up there, and continued working because of certain uh, important uh, things that were coming up, projects or whatever. Like you had to uh, be involved. And there was a very big problem that was happening. You know, they had started seeing a massive uh, churn in their employees coming and then quitting after a very short period of time. And originally, when it had actually started, they had a couple of teammates who had come from the country where the company originated from. And I had joined as a part-timer that time. And uh, that time, the company culture was amazing. Like, I have seen, we had a couple of teammates from the origin country, and they were also very much involved with the project because it was just expanding in India. And uh, the managers who were there and the way everything functioned was smooth. But the, the second time I had this experience of, of, of working with them, I realized how bad the systems are in place. Now, you mentioned another topic about having a strong HR presence. And we realized that at that level, they did not have HR. They did not believe in the concept of having an HR. And I could see how the problems that it was creating, you know. And uh, you have started seeing a lot of, you know, communication breakdown, pure chaos in terms of the way you are uh, assessing people for promotions, whether you're giving certain amount of growth. And I saw it deteriorating to that extent. Now, I can only give a little bit of hint that it was a sporting company, right? And originally, when I joined long time back, their culture was to, to play, you know, to play like every single day, everybody's got to come, they got to play. And as a result, we were full of energy and excitement. And if a sporting company is playing, it, 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 it's a way of bonding people together, right? right? Now, the equivalent of that in corporate culture are different activities or whatever they, they do, like maybe parties, organize or whatever. They get the team together, have unofficial dinners and all of that. Part of team building. Now, this is where I actually want to bring in military also as an organization, right? And it's very surprising that you know, people, the moment I say military, oh, that's a very different category, you know, they are a different thing. No, it's an organization like any other organization. Uh, the only difference you have to see is their their culture is very different. And understanding their culture, I, I have, on speaking to my father and actually being bought, born and brought up and, and living that way to an extent, I have seen the differences. So, for example, uh, you know, sports in the military is used compulsorily as a, as a tool, they use it as a tool. It's supposed to be a tool, by the way. It's not you do it for leisure, it's compulsory. So evenings, you have to come together because when people are constantly moving teams and when you put them on a sports ground or playing field, that is when you can see the true characters, who is who, right? So that's a way of gauging people. All right, that guy has got a short temper, that guy, he can take on some hits, that guy, you know, he's got a good attitude. You can immediately see people and, and understand people. Second, if you want to bring them together and bond them together, you know, right. it's a great way of doing that. And I, I felt that, you know, that organization, I'll just quickly touch on the human resource. So that they do not have a dedicated human resource, right? So one of the tools that they do now, if a work, work in, in corporate culture, because I have also lived in a very limited capacity in corporate and I've seen if somebody is not doing well in the family or the family end, the company is, is just going to, all right, maybe take a leave or manage it or something. You know, they're not going to take such an active interest in your personal life. In the army, the way it works, at least the Indian army, the way it works is, you know, there, come, there do come complaints where, you know, there are certain troops who are having some problem back home. They utilize, they take personal interest in, in the issues back home. If, For example, I have heard of stories where, you know, they might actually help 
a soldier get married and all of that and they might actually use their powers to uh, you know to help him out at home because the idea is if he's not going to be comfortable at home and he has stresses which is coming from the back he's not going to be an effective soldier on the battlefield and i saw that as a massive difference you know and what wonders it does you know because troops i mean we talk about nation you know being nationalists and for the patriotism no like there are quite a few who have joined the military for stable jobs you know and when they see such a level of support coming in from from their own organization then they are more motivated to deliver for the organization because they know they're not going to get this kind of treatment anywhere else and even in the us you know a lot of these combat veterans they in fact yearn to go back into combat which is a strange irony of things so when you when you talk spoke about the difference in in corporate culture and i think that's why i wanted to highlight you know and maybe you can answer this if it's feasible enough in a normal culture is why don't you you know in the military for example you have in indian military where you have people from so many different faiths you know i have seen i have sat through a lecture on belief systems and you know why you should respect other cultures and all that i mean i've had to sat through pointless lectures in a in a global company right but here you have an organization where you have people from different faiths who are willing to go to the extent of giving the lives up for each other even if that person comes from a different culture so that dichotomy or the change difference in in different cultures so culture definitely impacts the uh, outcome for outcome sure. for sure so is is this kind of a culture feasible even in corporate environments what do you think not in the same capacity for sure it's a different intent right community organizations versus any other normal corporate organization or a small business intent is different that's where the so the same structure might not work but the int- the idea of creating something of a bonding experience and all of that yes that's why there's a lot of companies these days looking for corporate retreats going out to conferences going out to golfing events going out to say a small vacation as a company just to bond connect with people outside of their profiles that's one thing i heavily experienced when i was in csi my previous company where all of them came from different ideologies only came there to work towards a common goal is to build a company and make a living if that balance is found between employees and the company's vision it will be the greatest culture ever in a company what i mean by that is if you can help you, the people who are working for you create a connect between their personal goals and company's goals if they align even they would love to come to work there and that is important because you you're also providing them a space to earn, make a living to pro- bring their skill set to the table learn grow and all of that so while you are doing that you also want to help them align their whatever their personal goals are mentor them talk to them get to know them what is it that brings you here why are you working here you can you can work for any other organization you are here for a reason right so let's talk about where are you headed next what's your game plan and you can have honest conversations if the person says hey man i'm here for at least 2 years beyond that i'll have to move okay great so let's see from now till the next 2 years how we can how i can help you grow as an individual as a professional and i want to make sure that you also are committed to helping me grow and my company grow add value back and that is the only way to create a very healthy company culture once you start doing that with all of your teams over a period of time now this is not easy to do it takes a lot of emotional grit from the managers from the leaders of the company to be able to do that to every single person on their team they'll have to learn that skill set go through edu- formal education if required attend a few business coaching sessions whatever but once that is there that's what enables company culture correct and i think you have brought out a very interesting point about understanding your employees different motivations and this is where i would again go back to my previous example i think one thing that's easy for military organizations as an organization is the alignment of goals are same correct and that is the biggest problem in in corporate world is that every individual has his own personal goals do they align with like you mentioned uh, with the company's goals and like you said uh, companies that f- are able to find 
good alignment between personal and uh, and company's goals they i think do the best job but i'll tell you where the issue comes i think with every employee in different stages of life his goals are going to be very different right yeah. and i think the biggest challenge in the companies are how do we take care of his goals as well at certain uh, certain points of time which are also so the way i think the way it works is there are certain individuals who might want to work from home certain individuals just to give a very simple example certain individuals who prefer coming to the office and i think when you when you give people that you know you have to do it like this or like that you make it binary i mean sure people might actually work but if they get a better offer somewhere they'll just leave that's a so that now what you're touching upon is a very complicated balance or a semblance between things that are working right so how to ensure that balance is like yes employee freedom is number 1 but before enabling before a company can do that the company needs to understand that how are they going to make sure that even that relationship is going to be beneficial both ways not just for the employee or not just for the company as well so remote options hybrid options working actually in the company full time however that is as long as the understanding is clear like hey you'll have all the freedom what you need to do is hit your these goals which are set out for you as long as you're hitting these how much time you're putting really in i am not really concerned about it i think that is one thing that you mentioned spot on you know uh, i think definition of your work work is very important like every individual whichever role he is in he should understand all right this is my exact work that i need to do yes. and, and you need to be able to measure it like you had said in the very starting of this i'll also piggyback here to that original comparison between us corporate culture versus indian corporate culture in india the way even people work is very different there if it's 8 to 5 is the work time in the us people will start working at it and they'll start working at it here that's not the case you will get there little bit talk around have some tea have some leisure time so even those things add up is what people working in india don't realize if they are productive 100% if they give their 100% productivity in 9 hours they won't need to spend extra time understood correct makes sense makes sense what's up <laughs> we have our roommate rishi just walking yes, in on us walking there's a interruption he, in the podcast he went to a bird sanctuary watch some birds what kind of birds i don't know I but he no just watch some yeah. birds yeah then local guide was there right nice bhai tu soya nahi na so ja bhai yeah yeah so i mean you were talking about the distinction between uh, correct the indian way of working and the correct. us uh, way of working where in india they might you know come chill around for a bit chit chat and all and yes that makes a difference and i think you know when you it, again it comes to the balance of finding finding time i think flexibility should be i think you should i think as managers you should make it transparent to the employees as well that look if you do this much amount of work in the time that's been given to you then you can do whatever you want also i think for an employee who has been who's shown certain basic results that the company wants certain basic benchmarks and parameters and he's been in the company for some time and he's doing a good job if requests do come come in you know of of maybe a little bit of flexibility in work or whatever uh i think companies should entertain that i think indian companies specifically because i think indian companies do entertain that however for the most part even getting to that point is not easy for a few most people that's what i want to say that you are working you are being able to be productive on a consistent basis people have i want to say like weathers like they're only going to perform very good in spring and say winters but not really good in rainy those kind of people it's difficult to give them that freedom knowing that their performance is not consistent and it's bank correct. on their correct. ability to perform regardless of where they are correct correct understood and i think that is where you know a lot of these i think managers i think the biggest role they have is to find out what every individual's motivations are yes, and for yes. them it's, it's i think his one of his jobs is to meet as much as possible and to know 
who their employees are and i think uh, this is where again i am going to give you uh the military's example and the reason i keep bringing it back again and again is they operate in a vuca environment right and uh, there are a lot of lessons that a lot of organizations can pick, pick up and these are not something that are unique to the military these are something that can actually be applied in other areas as well you know so for example when you when you talk about uh, identifying goals so one of the first jobs of an officer who comes to the unit in any military all over the world by the way this culture is very much an american military culture also the job of the officer is to know every single one of his troops inside out right because i think this is a us uh, operation somewhere i i do not know the exact operation or whatever so there was this soldier who was in the middle of a battle and naturally you know when bullets start flying it's a scary place you know and he froze one of the soldiers froze and this officer from the us military who was part of that contingent while the entire battle was taking place and his soldiers are fighting he saw that soldier he went to him he put his hand over the soldier and then he just sat with him for some time right and he understood what that soldier was feeling and instead of saying you know get out of the battlefield you know you got to go and attack maybe for some soldiers it might work that way only if you know them that well all right these guys they enjoy when you get you know they do when you yell at them some of them you need a little bit of Uh, time off to 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 talk with them and because of their ability to understand their men so well they're able to they're able to solve their problem and make the entire to team move in one direction clearly and i think a lot of managers this is a good lesson for all the managers right you need to understand employees you need to know what's happening in their families you don't have to be involved in it you don't have to tell them what decision you have to take but you need to know so that you can understand what that guy might be going through right it, it it going further further from that point it's yes you want to know that so that you can help that individual be efficient in what they're doing exactly because so you want that relationship to work correct so you know for example you know there's there's this situation where mothers who were used to come to office they had you know people who who need to take care of the babies and sometimes they may not have that facility I I did not know but I think there are some companies which did experiment with trying out crashes within the organization so you'll have you can, mothers can bring their children to workplace and they can have you know their kids looked after well wherever they are working so that way they can be efficient employees at the same time not uh, you know they might also have arrangements where people pick their kids up from school and all of that but all of this needs leadership to think yes. on a very creative level they need to and they need to be very mindful and i think a lot of times empathetic is empathetic the word is the use. word and you know again a very similarity between so there's this uh, military officer in the indian army who i follow a lot is major vivek jacob he's a special forces operator there's a lot of medals on his chest you know he's a badass like he's very famous you know with his stories and everything what he has done in combat and one of the questions on beer biceps podcast it's a very big podcast in india he was asked what do you think a soldier needs you know what is that one quality and if i was surprised by the answer and this is the exact answer that you have given right now he said empathy and love and everybody was like whoa why is a soldier saying that he says look it is only because of empathy and love that you are able to take a bullet for the guy next to you well the only reason you are fighting is so that the guy next to you comes out alive right and since you mentioned empathy what happens sometimes in companies is performances become numbers right every individual is just assessed on numbers and the moment you start doing that i think in any company where you lose that connect with the human element then you will lose your company i i strongly believe in that it's where companies fail to understand sometimes is yes numbers and kpis they give you information how you use that information is up to that company and the company's culture as well what i've seen great companies do is take that information have a one on one conversation with that individual like hey what is going on let us know your numbers is are down let us help you get those back up we want you to continue working here if that is the kind of attitude company operates with the culture operates with for sure you're going to have a great company culture great retention amazing growth and all of that just goes hand in hand 
data is going to give you information how you leverage it is going to be defined by the company culture that's where i stand correct correct right and uh, i have seen this happening so within the same company like i mentioned like two different time periods of experience i remember the first time i wo- i was working uh, during one of these one on one connects that you share. it was a compulsory connect on on certain days throughout the calendar year they had already fixed timing which is a very good practice my manager uh, or my coach at that time he comes to me and he says all right we have a one on one stop working you know it's a mandatory connect so both of us need to set understand each other's aspirations goals and all of that stuff right and uh, he called me over and he asked me okay what is it that you want to do i said i want to learn i'm i'm as in here as a part timer i just don't want to do all the uh, i want to be in front of a system i want to learn the economics behind the company the operations and all of that you won't believe it the very next day he gave a directive to one of my other coaches he's like uh, you know so in hindi yaar jab bhi tu wo report banayega na isko bhi sath mein bitha dena basically you know make him also sit so after that he would just call me up you know during closing hours and we would just sit in front of the pc he would explain to me all the kpis how the supply comes in how the supply goes out what are the areas that we are looking at how do we and that process was like a learning because now you are learning about the company the second time i had this experience i made the same kind of appeal to them and i made certain additional appeals like okay you know i had my own ideas having worked in the past and seen some of the challenges i was planning on introducing one or two of my own projects in a way they just shut it down they're like no no you know you have just come in like just focus on what's been given to you like and after some time you know it started becoming really really bad in in terms you could not directly approach uh, the operator very rigid right rigid as a structure you know and uh, after that it became like all right you know i'm like just another foot soldier you know uh, i i don't have my own agency over things or whatever i can't you know, take my own decisions and i just have to do what's been told and i have to stay back if i have been told you know i can't negotiate with them or maybe you know i have a smarter way of doing and then then things started becoming really bad and it's not just me a lot of other people started experiencing that too and hence i started seeing some really really good people like i i knew amazing people starting to you know just leave and that's when i so i learned all of these lessons uh, and i think a very interesting experience about company culture you know so our team we like we had about four or five people within our team and uh is a small team and within that space i had started hearing about a lot of politics taking place you know and a lot of things were happening as a result of that and I, so i one day what happened was that i called my team all right we're going to sit down here and we're just going to so before we you know started working and i said listen you have already heard what's happening with the other teams right but they we're not going to focus on that at all amongst us if let's say today you don't want to come in because you're f- you're feeling under the weather or whatever just inform the team and you head out somebody else will cover for you for that day within the team it goes n- nobody reports it to anybody you know and uh, let us deliver with passion let us just do it for fun you know our team has to work with a lot of fun now there were di- times when the other guy was not feeling it or maybe he did not you know feel like coming to work that day or whatever we would put on the uh, official uh, uh, you know the attendance you call it or or on the uh, we would tell yeah yeah he's going to be in store and all that or, or i am covering for him today and all of that and it started working so well that there were times when we had additional work and the other teammates would join just to f- help us you know finish on time and the other teams then started looking at that i mean these guys are coming on off hours to help their teammates and all of that and when they start seeing that then it becomes infectious so when you talk about company culture i think a right set of people can make that if that change infectious in a way similarly on the bad side as well you know if people focus on the bad bad thing then that becomes infectious i think another thing there sh- in all companies one thing that needs to be in place a reporting mechanism i th- i strongly believe in that where you can approach the highest authority in the most transparent of ways and put everything without a uh, a possible repercussion to them because that like you had mentioned about the conversation right 
uh, with your people it creates a space for conversations or also for management to feel the actual pulse, pulse. of what's happening on 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 floor level on the very basic level so that it, changes everything uh, any company's culture is a lot leader driven so piggybacking off of what you said earlier about the military it's up to that officer to do that if that officer is not equipped or capable to do that then it doesn't matter whatever else is done whatever else procedures or structures are in place correct and you know there's this interesting saying in the military and i think the reason so officers and managers within a company they are in the same boat, uh, so boat right and that is why we are trying to draw a parallel between the two in a comp- in in militaries they say that there are no good soldiers or bad soldiers there are only good officers and bad officers same thing applies even to the managers sometimes managers for the sake of their own promotion they will actually you know not really worry about what the they are not like you mentioned they are not interested in mentoring the next managers they are only interested in look i need to get out of this project as fast as possible i have other goals or whatever and when you when they start doing that they stop feeling the pulse of the team they look at numbers report the numbers they'll they'll go through with the system somebody else will come in place and if some and because he did not take so much of interest the managers that come afterwards they have they do not have the right evaluation and over a period of time you that that slight dilution in in the culture in terms of the leadership or the officers or in this case the managers that will then affect everything else everything it's, else it's simple to see and simple to say as well difficult to maintain that as well so as any other person even the manager or the officer will go through challenges in his or her own personal life as well so they need to have a way they who they reach out to as mentors as well even that needs to be there so even the ceo of a company does have a mentor whom he or she refers to correct for advice for counsel what to do next somebody who has probably been through that journey and on the other side stuff like that it has to work that way it has to be everybody supporting everybody not just for me or for you it has to be for us correct. kind of and culture correct and 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 yeah i mean <clears throat> i think see the job of any leader should be to empower the leaders of tomorrow correct right profitability yes it's going to always remain your primary goal always your kpis are going to remain primary primary primarily they're going to be the ones if as long as they are getting affected of course you should focus there but you should also empower your team to be able to take certain independent decisions in a way that actually helps them grow and i think what generally happens is if you're going to hire managers simply based on numeric performances like once you have set a standard all right this is the kind of financial profitability that you need to deliver right now there are two people who have delivered on that and i think for every manager there needs to be clear cut goal of financial targets that need to be met or whatever your keep kpis are so any manager who is doing that now once the selection for the next stage take pl- takes place i think what company should do is they should focus on the people who uh, have that added the character like you said you know because from the long term point of the company they are always good you know you can always fix the short term but from the long term point of it and i think another thing is i think you need to help people grow in your company for those who have an ambition like if you know ki already these guys ambition or whatever their goals are to become better then you need to actually select them out and help them grow it's easier said than done though it's not that simple to find out talent motivation help them connect the dots and it takes time effort and all of energy while you're actually running the company doing the job as well so yeah you need to i would say that's a very strong thing to say managers need to learn how to get there how can we enable our team members to grow in the company how can we teach them things that they would like to learn how can we enable the culture in the team that everybody feels comfortable working there everybody wants to learn more add more value because it adds value back to them things like that correct so, all right so last couple of set of questions do you think diversity impacts company culture absolutely and how does it impact the Different company perspectives culture? very simple diverse people bring diverse experiences diverse perspectives diverse learnings from their previous experiences or whatever so it that increases itself, more ideas 
Also, do you think that diversity should be one of the criteria that has to be compulsory? The reason I asked the previous question is because I'm going to lead up to a couple of. I think, the f- f- this question itself tells us, it shouldn't be. It doesn't matter, what your background is, where you're from, and all of that. As long as you're there to work for one common goal is to add value to each other, it should work. All right. So, uh, have you heard about ESG ratings? there was a controversy surrounding that it's in the us right so what the esg ratings i think uh, soros and all of that uh, those billionaires and all they have come up with this rating through different obviously proxies or whatever which basically uh, you know penalize companies by putting giving them a low score who do not meet certain diversity quotas right correct and what happens as a result of that is when you're making a deal certain companies might look at your esg score and they might say your esg score is less you're not such a great company or whatever and therefore because of our esg score will get affected so we don't want to uh, you know hmm. do business with you but the problem is you might have a certain individual who's really good skill wise and who can deliver but because he does not meet the diversity quota somebody from diversity might get through and this guy who is good might not just that think about it simple ways right then that relationship is not a good fit move on to the next person move on to the next client you're looking for that's it yeah but sometimes i feel like that's that's problematic because merit i feel but i feel you haven't created that esg number you have got no no thing in it so it doesn't matter right or wrong we just don't know how it works and you have to play by the rules basically it is but isn't isn't the rule unfair for <coughs> for example I apply Tell for an interview. Which rule is extremely fair or equal to everybody? No, nothing, right? It's always biased in certain way. Every rule is, and that's fine. Right. You just need to learn to create a balance and figure out how you fit in there. Right. All right. So, any concluding remarks on on what company cultures might do for a for a company? Sure. Oh, also, by the way, he is also a consultant, which I don't think you mentioned. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So currently. Uh, and so my introduction now so to say i currently run my own company called as thought consulting services uh, by function i am a management consultant what i do is help companies understand how their information systems that i was talking about earlier people process technology how effective are they working in hand in hand with each other if not i help create tailored strategies to solve those bottlenecks and really align these three pillars to the company's vision and really unleash full potential of a company right all right so thank you so much for joining i think we'll definitely be speaking about a lot of other things also yes and uh, yeah i think this was a really good conversation same here i loved it too thank you chef for hosting me venturing aki podcast 